0: Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val
1: and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45
0: years of experience in children's ministry.
1: I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the Children's Minister.
0: Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. Dr. Virginia, how are you?
1: Good. How are you, Dr. Val?
0: I am doing well. I am loving the fall weather. I am really excited to put out my pumpkins and all my fall flowers. (laughs) And I know I should probably have already done that, but we're still working on getting caught up through our house. So, but I love the fall. It's my favorite time of year.
1: We're actually, I mean, you know, I'm in Florida, so we don't get what I call like a real fall. Right. Like it's green year round here, which is, which was crazy to me the first year we were here. But we do, we I have actually had some mild weather come through. So like crisp mornings, and I'm like, ooh, I love this.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were driving through town last night and realizing that the trees are changing now. So yeah. it's like, it's, we're in that full fall Field,
1: Ooh, I love it! It's
0: very exciting to me because I, I, like I said, I love fall. I love Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just one of my favorite times of the year, and yeah. I have a strict rule in my house: we do not do Christmas <laughs> until the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, do you have? Yeah. are You guys, do you start doing Christmas earlier?
1: I, you know, I don't know. We our our Christmas decorations have been very minimal and the past couple of years, just because our kids were, were slash are in the stage of like getting into everything. Right. Um, I was more before kids. I was more of a, you know, decorate like November 1st. Kind of person. So, <laughs> see, I love the thought of that.
0: But I think uh-huh. my problem is that I love Thanksgiving so yeah. much. And I feel like if I rush into Christmas, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. just kind of gets completely ignored. And yeah. I enjoy it so much, I don't want to miss it. But I can't really bring myself to watch Christmas. Movies until mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't, we don't get yeah. our tree until that. We literally go get our tree the day after Thanksgiving oh, we wanted nice. that for a long time. Yeah. But yeah. we wait until the day after. Right. Thanksgiving right. To, to right. do all of that. <laughs> well, I mentioned this because Christmas is what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. When the leaves started changing and the weather started getting cooler. My brain automatically went to that. Even though I'm not serving in a church right now, my brain went to panic. Oh, wait, am I ready? (laughs) Because it's just so many years of being so used to, am I ready for Christmas? Do I have my calendar set up for Christmas? Do I have everything ready to start preparing? And so it made me think, oh, well, we should maybe have a time of just chatting a little bit about some of the things that we've done in the past Mm -hmm. for the holiday season for Christmas. Mm -hmm in Mm -hmm. our children's ministries and what are some of the things that we focus on Mm -hmm. and so we just want to take a few minutes today to chat about what we've done in the past and hopefully it will give you some suggestions some ideas of things that you can think about for this year or maybe start to plan for for next year. So Virginia, what is one of your favorite things to do with your kids at the church during oh, the holiday goodness. season?
1: I, I feel like every church I've been at has done it a little different. We've done all kinds of things. Um, one of my favorite things, though, is Operation Christmas Child. We were talking about oh, this. This is something yes. that you actually have to do before Thanksgiving. Right. Um, because right. those boxes day, are due in November. Yes, yeah. yes. Prior to Thanksgiving, yeah. um, but that is something that that we love to do with kids. And so, I've been at different churches that have done it different ways. Um, I was at a smaller church that would collect supplies throughout the year. So as soon as we as soon as we finish one packing in November, in December we're already you know collecting a certain sort of supplies all month yeah. long. So collect them all throughout the year and have one big packing night um, where kids and adults all together just you know would pack usually over a hundred boxes, something between like a hundred and 150 boxes in this church oh, yeah. of like 80 to a hundred people. Oh, yeah. But just because we had collected it all year long. Um, and then I've been at another church where we had, a lot of supplies donated, and then kids got mm-hmm. to pack it. And so, you know, we've done it different ways: collecting year all year long, sort of donate strategic donations, and so yes. the packing OCC boxes has always been something that we've really enjoyed.
0: It is a lot of fun, and the kids enjoy it, and it's a hands-on thing that the families can do together. Mm-hmm. And I have never, I have been a part of churches or, or worked with churches that have done the monthly collection where this Mm -hmm. month we're collecting toothbrushes we're doing school supply yeah and Mm -hmm. so that you have it all throughout the year so you're collecting all throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Personally usually what we have done is to set up the boxes Mm -hmm. in the fall to just and give out the list of things that we need and have Mm -hmm. the families bring it or have Mm -hmm. people donate money. Mm-hmm. so that we can purchase the items so that we could set up boxes. But I always tried to, to have the boxes out available for families to pick up so that they could actually yes. take them and be able to do that themselves as a family and then bring boxes in if they chose to. Mm-hmm. But it has always been a, a really great thing. One of the things that we did as well, when we lived in a larger city, there were a lot of different organizations that had like the Christmas angel type program where they would be collecting Mm -hmm. coats and toys for people who had requested assistance during the holiday season. And one of the really great things that we had been able to do is on like a Wednesday evening, we planned with an organization and I would take our older elementary kids, our third graders, fourth graders, fifth graders Mm -hmm. to that organization. And we would help sort coats or sort toys or fill bags or whatever type of help that they needed to prepare for
1: mm-hmm. the season.
0: And it was just a neat way for our kids to be off campus a little bit, working with an organization that was meeting the needs of the community, of the families in the community. But mm-hmm. it was just a great hands-on service activity for the kids. And mm-hmm. so we always planned that for mm-hmm. December where mm-hmm. we could go and help and just be that extra helping hand Um, for just one night just for an evening and it was always a really big it was a big project that we like to do and the kids enjoy yeah
1: Mm -hmm. it's interesting that my current church essentially does that same sort of thing like within the church and so it's not necessarily a children's ministry thing it's like a bigger Mm -hmm. project but they have essentially like an angel tree within Mm -hmm. the church of like getting kids and families names from the schools Mm -hmm. um my previous church had a big event um, where to give away coats and toys, and so, yeah, so know. with even with that big event, you know the kids would have an opportunity, just like what you're saying, to kind of help sort things and help right. set up. Um, and so, those are two um, other great just outreach events mm-hmm. um, of right. that nature for kids to be able to help with.
0: We had a lot of great things on Wednesday evenings that we could do as service projects during this time of year, because also there was a, a ministry called Room in the Inn where. They would um, set up different churches during the week for homeless people to come and stay Mm. for the night when it was really Mm -hmm. cold outside. Uh And so Uh we would always put together packets Uh on different Wednesday nights of like toiletry items and just little things. And the kids would make a card or write a note and we would pack them and get them to the churches that were hosting people on those nights. So there's a lot of things during this time of year that you can kind of find little service projects, little mm-hmm. things that the kids can collect or put together or make mm-hmm. notes for that you can really have them see the opportunity to be able to reach out to the community and serve other people. people. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. finding finding those things in your community, the places are really good. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And one thing that, another thing we would do is we would do um, caroling. And so the kids would oh, make yeah. little ornaments. So we'd have a family meal. The kids would make little ornaments. And so we'd go caroling to sort of a combination of um, like nursing homes and, yes. you know, shut-ins of church members who aren't physically able to come to church anymore. And so we would send out, you know, teams of, of families and church staff members and the kids would take their little ornaments and we carol and they give the little ornaments. And so, yeah, so that's another another way um, to do some outreach and have something musical in nature. Which we are just laughing. We are not
0: musical <laughs> we people. We're not musically inclined. Neither <laughs> oh, one of us are. No. Uh, but we have to. We have to. We have to yeah. be in some ways because it is important to bring music yes. into our ministries, and we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. But. Mm-hmm. I I am I agree I'm I'm typically not <laughs> the most musically inclined person because you uh-huh. do not want to hear me sing but I will sing with kids so right. you, know, you have to right. kind of figure that out wow. we would go caroling we'd go singing at a local nursing home or a care facility for seniors, we would try to do that all throughout the year actually, but especially mm-hmm. during the holiday season to go mm-hmm. sing. And, uh, and yes, we are not musically inclined in any way whatsoever. <laughs> it's really a stretch to be able to do it. But oh. it's finding those ways that you can build it in. One of the things that we also did was if we had kids that played instruments,
1: mm. we would actually
0: encourage them to play an instrument at mm-hmm. the nursing home. So oh, I love it. Kids that, play the violin or they played the clarinet or, you know, yeah. they them come and they would do that as well. So it gave them an opportunity to play an instrument as well as to sing. Or if, if I really had a group that did not want to sing, because there were some years that I would have groups mm. that were just like, please don't make us sing. Cause they just mm-hmm. were not. Then what we would do is to make cards or <laughs> do artwork and then yeah. take it and just visit and just mm-hmm. hand out artwork or hand out cards. So there's mm. all sorts of ways that you can kind of build in these little Christmas projects um service projects and during yes. the Christmas season. The nursing homes are often looking for groups that can come in and do crafts with senior adults at Christmas mm-hmm. or to do because they like to sort of have a lot of different things going on during mm-hmm. the month of December. So checking with your local nursing home, your senior living facilities, it's a great way to again bring your kids in to help. <laughs> what else have you done in the past?
1: Well, well, let's just go ahead and jump into the topic of musicals. I
0: oh, wow. was afraid <laughs> right. you were going to do that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So again, I, you know, Valerie and I were talking. We, we have always been in the position where we've had other music leaders or great volunteers who ultimately Have been in charge of the Christmas musical. Um, And so we just kind of are like, what supplies do you need? Yes, I'll order those. Yes. But yes, definitely Christmas musicals. I know this is a a very popular time of year to have the kids get up and sing. And even if it's just, you know, a couple songs on a Sunday morning, even if it's not a full blown musical with memorizing your lines and wearing the costumes, even if it's getting up on Sunday morning and and learning a couple Christmas songs and singing those as well, um, those are a great opportunity for for kids. Like we said, to, to have that musical component in the ministry, um, it's a great way to, you know, bring in kids and bring in families because there may be um, parents who wouldn't normally be um, as active or as interested in coming. But if their kid's going to be singing and performing, yes. then they'll, they're interested to come and hear that and come and see that. So it can also sort of have an outreach element to it as well.
0: It can, it really can. And again, there are lots of ways that you can find people that can help with these areas if you are not super comfortable. And that's something that I've been very blessed to always be able to do. I've had music ministers who have been very helpful. They've been sort of in charge of children's choir. So they Mm -hmm. work with me to kind of figure out what kind of program we want to have, when we want to have it, when the kids can sing, to schedule things has always been incredibly helpful. But you do have the ability... If your music minister, say, is not in charge of that aspect, if Mm -hmm. you can speak with the adult choir, you may find some people who love music Mm -hmm. that would love to help with just that one aspect of children's ministry. They may not be comfortable serving on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. They may not be comfortable teaching kids. They may not be comfortable with that aspect of it. But if you can find people Mm -hmm. who are musically inclined that would be interested in helping your kids learn music... That's usually a very specific skill set that I was was always really surprised that there were people in the adult choir that were very interested in serving in children's choir. And they are definitely, many of them were super not comfortable if they had to do anything else, though. Mm -hmm. If you Mm -hmm. wanted them to do like a little, devotional before choir or before they practiced or anything like that they were like no I can't do that but they were glad to sing yeah so it's yeah. finding people that can do little different mm-hmm. things at their times where they're comfortable and so it's a good thing to be able to do but I do think you are right it does give the opportunities not the opportunity not only just for your kids to be able to participate in worship mm-hmm Really leading worship mm-hmm. when they're singing. They have that yeah. opportunity to be up front and to lead their church family in worship when they go in to sing in this way. But it also does offer a lot of opportunity for grandparents and parents that may never walk through your door for any other reason than to yeah. see their kid up on that stage. Yep. And so I think it is a really great opportunity that we have to, to do that, to help our kids to be able to participate in service, but also to bring families in. So that's an, an awesome way to do it. Um, and, and there we were talking earlier, too, before about just the difficulty in finding resources for this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it really, really is hard to find resources for musicals. But one of the things that I always suggested to churches is that if you are a smaller church and you're having trouble finding those kinds of resources, if you can contact a larger church in your area, they may Mm -hmm. still have copies of musicals that they've done in years past Mm -hmm. that they would not mind sharing that information with you or for you to be able to, to find, you know, different kinds of resources to be able to utilize, especially if you have a really tight budget and, you are a a smaller congregation where you just need a little bit of help. A lot of times those resources Mm -hmm. are there that they'll loan them to you, or you'll be, (laughs) you can use them in that way. So, so you just never know, just kind of check and see and, or check with your association, your association Mm -hmm. may have help in that way where they can Mm -hmm. connect you to some resources, but there's a a lot of different things out there to find. Well, one of my very favorite things to do during the holiday season is to have a family night Mm try to do it early in December when I can, because December starts to to fill fill up up. really quickly. Mm -hmm. But basically I just sort of made it, I wanted it to be like a mini fall festival almost, but for Christmas.
1: Christmas. And
0: so I loved setting it up where obviously it would need to be inside. So we would use like the fellowship hall or the children's classrooms kind of wherever in the building, the building that I was in at the time that we could make it kind of work but to set up booths Mm -hmm. all throughout and have different activities Mm -hmm. at different areas. And basically the families would just rotate through the booths. Mm -hmm. And so some years I actually purchased kits that would Mm -hmm. set this up. So they would actually have all the decorations that you needed. You could purchase from them and they'd have the kit with the materials and you would purchase, like, for example, I remember one year we did, christmas tree ornaments that had gold frankincense and myrrh in it mm-hmm. so they were like a little clear um crystal tree ornaments mm-hmm. like a glass the little clear ornament. balls mm-hmm. yeah and you could just take the top off of it mm-hmm. and there were they had little packets of like um gold i put some gold tinsel for mm-hmm. gold and mm-hmm. then just a little bit of frankincense and a little bit of myrrh mm, and then, that's have, then just kind of drop it into and then use a little gold ribbon to tie uh-huh. or they might paint you know an ornament mm-hmm. or do something but I usually had like an ornament
1: mm-hmm.
0: crafting station mm-hmm. we had some games so just like at a fall festival you know where you have <laughs> the games where you toss something you know into something mm-hmm. um, we would just have some little booths and little tables with that um, we would have a room where somebody would be sharing the Christmas story. So mm-hmm. they would be t- telling the birth of Jesus. In some years, we would have the whole production where people would be dressed and they would be yeah. acting it out. And some years it was just, uh, you know, one of our helpers that would just be sitting in a chair with a book and just showing mm-hmm. pictures. You know, we did it differently. I did it differently yeah. every year, probably. But, um, but having that opportunity, then we'd have like a little snack area where they could get their snacks, mm-hmm. we might make sugar cookies, you know, with green and red and different colors or something, you know, just different things for each station for the families to just sort of, wander through and to be able to do things together as a family. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those nights that we definitely build it as this is a family event. This is right. not a drop, drop off your, your kids, kids off. and leave. Right. <laughs> um, now I did have either a youth per, uh, helper or mm-hmm. a teacher at each booth, obviously right. helping the families be able to do the things that they needed to do. Mm hmm. But it wasn't such where the parents would just drop off their kids and the parents would go someplace else. It was designed for the families to be, be a together, event um, mm-hmm. for the evening. And like I said, some years I purchased kits for that. And some years I just set it up myself like I would a fall festival and mm-hmm. then just choose the different events and things that they were going to do at each booth, just according to you know what my budget was for the year or or what I happened to find or run across or what I liked right. or that type of thing. But it was just a really neat opportunity for the parents to come with their kids on an evening and just spend time together within your ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I got to build a lot of relationships with people and they got a chance to be, you know, in the classroom with their kids mm-hmm. and I got to see what we do. And mm-hmm. so it really helped in a lot of different ways, not just tell parents about what I do, Right. But also just have them be more familiar with the space and, mm-hmm. and to be able to participate. So it was always a fun night.
1: Yeah. And what's interesting is um, I've been at churches who that have done something similar, um, but on a Sunday morning, um, right. particularly like the Sunday mornings, like right before, right after Christmas. Usually those are the days when everyone goes out of town. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, typically we would have a Sunday school hour, um, but instead converting that into like a family breakfast event. That mm-hmm. way you're not trying to like scrape together, you know, a hundred yeah. subs. <laughs> across all the classes and trying to figure it all out that way you know on those Sundays have a family breakfast and so I've been at churches that have done it different ways we I've been at churches that have done it in sort of like a potluck style I've been at churches where one church where the men's ministry would get up and just cook this huge breakfast they get up there at five in the morning and just start cooking and cook this huge breakfast for the whole church and then you know we would have activities like crafts um Mm -hmm. Some years I've been at churches that did that had like a live nativity, or I've been um, you know, at churches that had you know like a photo booth and just different different activities for the families to do to come together to eat breakfast and to celebrate Christmas through those mm-hmm. different sorts of activities. and so mm-hmm. so we I've done similar things in a breakfast format as well. so oh, and I, th-
0: parents love when we did the breakfast events. Mm-hmm. or we had even on those holiday kind of Sundays just mm-hmm. to have some donuts and bagels yes. or, you know, something simple just mm-hmm. to have breakfast, just because it's always so hectic to <laughs> yes. try to get to church during the holiday season. And so to yes. have those little opportunities for breakfast mm-hmm. times or do something a little bit before service or before is always a little, mm-hmm. you know, is fun. And, and the families typically really enjoy it too, as well. And so it's a, a good thing to do. At the churches where you have served, have you primarily, mm-hmm. if you have, if Christmas Eve or Christmas Day falls on a Sunday,
1: mm-hmm. like this year, you, like is it this year? See, yes. this
0: is how far removed I've been this year. Yes. I hadn't even looked at that yet. To yes. See what day it Christmas is. Day
1: is a Sunday this year. Mm-hmm. So
0: will you have child care on that Sunday morning? We
1: No, we will not. We will be doing a family service. So um, we are doing... We're kind of sticking with with what we typically do, which is a family Christmas Eve service, um, as well, which is kind of like a candlelight service. Which, yes. again, I always pray fervently every year. I'm like, Lord Jesus, don't let me burn down this church. Don't <laughs> let me drop this candle and burn down this
0: church. set <laughs> <laughs> anybody else's clothes on fire. I think that's yes. always my like, yes. yes. just, mine. just mine, just mine. Yeah, just I understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um and then on Sunday morning we are doing another no Sunday school just a a Sunday morning family service as well. So, and and that's primarily because this year Christmas is on Sunday. Um and so in years past we have still offered um, at least nursery care um you know for birth through kindergarten um you know, if it if if it was the Sunday around Christmas, but with right. on Christmas Day, that's a little too much, we think, to try to ask of people and to try to coordinate. And so we're just gonna have everyone all together for a family service this year.
0: It is. I just I, I wanted to mention it because I know a lot of children's mm-hmm. ministers really struggle with this yeah. because there is a lot of pressure that every time the church doors are open, mm-hmm. that there be some sort of what most people mm-hmm. consider to be child care, mm-hmm. During the service, where we know, you know, I it's never ministry. have child care. It's always ministry, no yeah. matter when I have the kids. I'm always mm-hmm. going to be teaching something, mm-hmm. sometimes more elaborately than others. But there's always going to be mm-hmm. a lesson. There's always going to be activities. It's you know, we're never just babysitting. Right. We, we're never just doing child care, but there is sometimes a sense of pressure mm-hmm. for these kinds of days. Well, you know, it's Christmas. Morning, But yes, we still need to have child care. And it's a conversation I've had to have with a lot of pastors over the years to sort of help them just process something that they've never really thought of before. Mm -hmm. Because, again, they're under a lot of pressure to have that care, too, because Mm -hmm. people are going to say to them, well, you didn't have someplace for my child to go. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think that it's really important for pastors to realize that people who serve in your preschool ministry need to worship with their families on the holidays just as much as everyone else does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that you try to provide the opportunities for them to be Mm -hmm. able to be with their family. So when you have a family service, and I always had a nursery classroom open for parents to be able to bring their children in to change them or to feed right, them or right. just to sit. Any facilities. Right. Yes, and, yes. and if I did have a church that had the video aspect going to make mm-hmm. sure that that was running, normally I did not run the video in children's classrooms, mm-hmm. but on those particular special days where we didn't have that offered for kids to be able to come into the ministry. I tried to have that available in the nursery area for parents parents. so that they could still see the video stream if they did have to take a fussy baby to the nursery to rock them or to change them or to feed them, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So we tried to have, I tried to be thoughtful and mindful of that and to have that available. Right. But I didn't want our Preschool volunteers to feel pressured to serve on these really important mornings. And so that usually came those last two Sundays of December Mm -hmm. that came around Christmas, Mm -hmm. that came for New Year's, right? You know, those two Sundays, I really worked very hard with the pastor to try to make those family services. So don't feel like you are alone in being concerned about that if you do have a church family that pressures you for those particular Sundays
1: you know sometimes if people are really pushing for that be like oh so you so you're signing up to serve then <laughs> yeah and be just like- to
0: kind of yeah let them <laughs> yeah. know oh wait a minute
1: <laughs> uh, and they'll be like oh no I want to bring my children oh well oh. I mean someone someone has to serve oh, that so Sunday that. then <laughs> and
0: <laughs> so. so it's just yes it really it really is and, and yeah. there are some churches I've worked with a lot of churches that will do the paid Child care workers Mm -hmm. for those special events. But Mm -hmm. I typically go back again to it is
1: they want to be with their family holidays. They
0: they typically do not want to be working either. And Mm -hmm. so it's finding that balance of being able Mm -hmm. to make sure that. Um, we are looking at the ministry as a whole, and we're not burning out our right. volunteers by asking them to right. do things that right. are really, really difficult. And right. not being with family on some of those days mm-hmm. are really, really difficult. And so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for us to remember that. Right. right. So, Dr. Virginia, what other types of events did you have during the Christmas season?
1: Um, One thing that I am working on preparing right now um, is looking ahead towards like family devotional guides, family advent guides, um, that sort of thing, prayer guides um, related to related to Christmas, related to Jesus's birth. This is a great time to encourage families to begin that habit of doing family devotionals and provide Mm -hmm. some resources for that. Um, I actually printed off and then left on my desk the Lifeways 2022 um, Family Advent Devotional I was going to mention
0: that. Yes. Because the nice thing about their Advent Guide is that they've set it up so that you can edit it yourself. So you Mm -hmm. can put your church information on that before you print you can have that a little bit more set I mean it's it's obviously done by Lifeway and their information is on there but opportunity to customize it to your church so that mm-hmm. as you hand it out you're also handing out information about your calendar you know mm-hmm. events that are coming up for the season you can you know adjust it a little bit and so mm-hmm. I love that resource and also even though I love obviously I, I write children's material that's part of what I do now for a living. But I really feel like that there are some events and some things that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. If, if mm-hmm. you were just really mm-hmm. good for time, if you had yes. a lot going on, if we can utilize resources, mm-hmm. I think it's a really great thing to be able to do. So I always tell people, don't feel like you have to write your own advent. Right. I mean, like you have to write right. your own devotional. There's so right. many opportunities out there. But yes, the Lifeway one is one I've always yes. used. I really like it a lot.
1: And I kind of, I checked a couple other publishers as well, just to see if they had their, th- that typically do things. Right. And I didn't see anything else out at this point, right. maybe by the time our episodes released or, you know, within the next, you know, mm-hmm. few weeks, I'm sure um, all of that, you know, Advent resources will be coming out from different yes. publishers and, and mm-hmm. um, all over the place. Well,
0: I think it's a really great time because I've noticed over the last few years, Advent material yes. has been really huge. Yes, like, I very know popular. That our grandkids are... I have mm-hmm. an Advent, you know, some sort of a Star Wars one or a Disney one or, you know, like some sort of Advent <laughs> where we're going and I notice them yeah. in stores all the time and things. Mm-hmm. And so I think you're right. It's a great opportunity for us mm-hmm. to help parents see those things are fun. I love mm-hmm. the Lego one. I mean, yeah, we have we have the Marvel <laughs> one. We've done all those. Mm-hmm. But also to make sure that while you're doing that, that you're also remembering the purpose for the season yes. and helping parents realize that sharing how The birth of Christ is important in our family. Worshipping Jesus is important in our family telling people about how jesus was born for us and so it's really a great way to encourage your parents to make it easy for them mm-hmm. yes to yes. be able to remember to do that by offering these kind of
1: resources mm-hmm. to them. and the little lifeway advent guide i did thumb through it it has mm-hmm. um activities that you can do for each week it has um like a little like little paper um nativity that kids can color and then set up um one of the things that i'm looking at doing either um either with maybe like either like a little plush baby Jesus, which I saw some of those on Oriental Trading, which is a great place to find all kinds of stuff. Well, honestly, it really is. Uh, either like a little plush baby Jesus, or maybe like a little wooden peg, something to include in there with the idea of, you know, include Jesus in all that you do this season Um, as like a little reminder of, you know, as you are doing your Christmas preparations, pull out your little plush baby Jesus, you know, give that to kids because that's the sort of thing that kids would love. And Mm -hmm. it's um, both a symbolic reminder um, and also a little physical reminder of, of including Christ in all that we do in this season.
0: I think my favorite purchase that I ever made was the little play school version of the yes. nativity because yes. it's the little people little plastic. Mm-hmm. And it has the whole pieces, and so I can go into a preschool classroom and sit yes. down and let the kids arrange it however they want mm-hmm. to as we talk and as we tell yes. the story and to act it out with them. And so having something hands on that the kids yes. can use because so many nativity scenes are beautiful, but they're fragile they're or breakable we tell kids not to touch them because we don't want them broken. And so finding those types of like little wooden ones or little mm-hmm. plastic ones that you can have them manipulate and move, I think is a really great thing for you to be able to have on hand yes. and be able to have those to, to use. And so, yeah, that's a really great thing to, to offer. We were talking earlier about, Uh, whether or not you give a Christmas gift to your kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so when you're thinking about little things like what you just mentioned, that Mm -hmm. would be a really neat sort of little Christmas gift gift. for Mm -hmm. a little thing that you give. Have you typically Mm -hmm. given a Christmas gift for your kids?
1: I, I haven't. Um, you know, that's not something that, that the churches that I've been at have historically done. And mm-hmm. so so that's something that's not really something that I've done. But I think I mm-hmm. would want to, like I said, like tie it into Advent or yes. even another thought that I had that might do this year, might not. um, sending home boxes of cake mix. That way they can bake a happy mm-hmm. birthday Jesus cake at home right. as a family. And yes. so things like that that... Um, you know, again, help redirect them to to the real meaning of the season, to Jesus and his birth.
0: Yes. Well, and those are the types of things that I typically did. I always I made sure that I mailed a Christmas card to all of my kids.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. My kids
0: love getting things in the mail. They really mm-hmm. do. They get super excited about it. And so a lot of times I would just make sure that I took the time to just write out simple cards, but just mm-hmm. to make sure that all of my kids received a Christmas card in the mail. And so that was always something that I made as a priority during the holiday season. And, and then also, I did typically get some sort of little gift. Mm. And again, this is where, like you mentioned, Oriental Trading. We were talking about earlier <laughs> yes. when I talked about like the booths and things that I did. Mm. Oriental Trading was where I got a lot of those little craft kits for mm-hmm. you know, yes, absolutely. With, with uh, the frankincense and myrrh, I used mm-hmm. to get from Oriental Trading. Yes, yes, so that's a really great resource for for that. I know that. Um, there are a lot of different places now that you can pick up those little kinds of things. But Oriental Trading for me was a huge one over the years. But I tried to find some little something. And typically it would be like, even if it was just, um, there was a Christian bookstore that used to have little um coloring books they were just tiny but they told the Christmas story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think they were at the time now this was several years ago were like 50 cents a piece mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I would always get I would try to catch it really really right. early so I could get enough right and I would always get like and then I would just do that in a bag with just mm-hmm. a few pieces of candy mm-hmm. or you know just some little something simple with a little note and just right. tie a little ribbon around it just so I had a little something to give to the kids as a Christmas gift. And it also kind of gave me an opportunity to if I had a family, maybe that had not been attending as often, or maybe they had been gone for a little while, that it gave me an opportunity to kind of call and say, can I come by and bring Tommy a little, Christmas yeah. gift? you know, and it gave me a chance to say hi to the parents and just, you know, I'll only be there for five minutes. I'm not going to stay very long. I just wanted to give a little gift to Tommy and say hi. And it kind of gave me a way to kind of connect. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I would find out if there was something going on in the family or, you know, if Mm. if there was a reason why they weren't visiting anymore or coming anymore. And so having those little items kind of help you you reconnect reconnect with people when you need to. And Mm -hmm. so I found that christmas time is kind of an easy you know time to kind of be able to to do that and to, to reach more.
1: back out to families right. absolutely it doesn't absolutely. have to be like
0: i said the gift doesn't have to be really big but i did try mm-hmm. to always make sure that it had something to do mm-hmm. with jesus like i yes. wanted it to have something to do with an activity story i didn't have it wasn't a random toy
1: right or yeah. it
0: wasn't just you know something you know just it just for fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I tried to make sure that it had something meaning to to it, had a verse Mm -hmm. on it in some way, or it Mm -hmm. had, you know, an activity with it in some way so that it went back to the Christmas Mm -hmm. story. And so I think that's really important to remember. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I agree. Yeah. 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 And I really like the the coloring book idea as well. That's another great thing to put in like a busy bag um, for those family services, like what we're talking about on Christmas, around Christmas. Yes. Um, that way you're not just saying like, okay, take all your kids to the service, but here, here's some things that, that they can do during the service that are about the birth of Christ, that are about Christmas. And so, you know, those activity pages and coloring books and different little things that you could put in a busy bag for those family services.
0: Right. Having the worship notes, mm-hmm. Kind of package even for the elementary and older elementary where you might have them uh, have a a kind of a guideline for, Mm -hmm. you know, what was your favorite worship song, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, name, write down three words that your pastor says, you know, those kinds of little notes that help. The elementary kids stay mm-hmm. engaged as well, and it gives them sort of something to sit and work on and do that's a little different when they're in worship service. So I think those things are, are really, really helpful. I enjoy having things for parents to help encourage the kids to participate mm-hmm. in the worship service. And I really do think that that's one of those conversations that you really should be involved with in planning that service, that mm-hmm. family service to help mm-hmm. pastors think about, do you want to do a little time mm-hmm. where the kids come up front and maybe you read a verse to them or tell them a right. little story or do we want to do something a little special for kids for in the this kids. particular service mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we might not normally do just to encourage parents to let them know we love having your kids yes. here and we want we them, want them. Mm-hmm. and so it's really important to, to convey that as you do that but yes definitely those little bags can be super handy for parents <laughs> um, on those Sundays where they're not used to having their kids in the worship, worship service, service. and mm-hmm. so it is. There are so many things to do at the holiday season, and I hope we didn't cause you more stress (laughs) as talking about it as you're thinking about all the things you want to do. We're hopefully helping with maybe ideas and suggestions uh, because there are so many different things you can do. Mm -hmm. But we love this time of year, and I really do enjoy planning to help families be able to celebrate the birth of our Savior because. Christmas can be such a busy time. Mm -hmm. And one of our responsibilities as the children's minister, as the preschool minister, is that we are helping families find ways Mm -hmm. to learn about Jesus, to learn about his word. And Christmas Mm -hmm. is the perfect time for them to be able to do that. But the busyness of the season Mm -hmm. can overtake. And so I think it's just a great opportunity that we have, even though it's really a busy season for us as well. But to find those little moments, find those special ways that we can help parents connect with their kids and the story of Jesus's birth. Mm -hmm. And so, well, Dr. Virginia, this has been a lot of fun talking a little Christmas, getting ready for the season, getting excited. (laughs) We hope that we have been helpful. We hope that you have enjoyed our conversation. We are so thankful that you joined us and we have enjoyed talking with you today. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Mm Bye-bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.